Live from the UK, broadcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to the Mike Drop Club, hosted by Douglas Hammond Diche. Message received. Message received. You do not need to know what you need. What you need. Just engage with the podcast feed. Just engage with the podcast feed. Providing weekly insights into cool stuff we've read, saw, did, or heard about what made us say, wow, eureka, damn, nothing is off limits. If it motivates and inspires you to reach your goals, then it shall be discussed. Featuring guest interviews from high performers and people of influence and weekly awards for the best mic drop moment. This podcast is guaranteed to leave you pumped up for the week ahead. Don't just live life, make life boom. That's right, people. Oi, oi. How are you guys doing? You right? Welcome to the Mic Drop Club podcast. Today we've got an exclusive. We have an interview with the one and only Gresham Blake, the infamous, the groundbreaking tailor from Brighton who has revolutionized the world of tailoring, the icon himself. With me co-hosting, we have the usual best kept secret. We have Django in the house. Django, what's up? What's up? What's up? How you My doing? Jinx TV, that's my name, Jinx TV, a.k.a. Jinx TV. But you can call me Jingo. Okay. Or call me Django like Agosi does. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. Today, yeah. again, we've got an exclusive interview. And Jingo, you've been doing some research on who this Gresham Blake is and what sort of cultural significance does he have in the world of fashion and beyond? Yeah, like um, when I did the research, it, yo, like this guy has a catalogue that you can just say, wow. Arika, 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 <laughs> whatever it is, yeah. Um, I'm just going to tell you some a uh, bit of stuff that um, Grisham Blake has done in the past. Um, first of all, Grisham Blake is celebrating 20 years of tailoring from 20 years. He's celebrating 20 years. 20 years. That, that's Eureka right there. That's a mic drop moment. 20 years is not easy. It's not easy, man. 20 years in the world of tailoring, making clothes, being original, all the time that that takes dedication and mm. craft so yes he most definitely gets some very inspirational very inspirational hey Grisham Blake you you my inspiration um yeah um so basically he has worked with many people in the film industry the journalism industry the model industry chef industry all the above such as Skepta the rapper Danny Dyer actor um, the famous journalist of Guru, Guru Murthy, journalist. Um, he has also worked with Gordon Ramsay as a chef, the greatest chef. I know he's kind of, he's a little bit rude sometimes, but the guy is also inspirational. He was a hard worker. Um, he has worked in, um, with, uh, with Ray Winston, an actor, a legend in the, in the English, um, uh, film industry. He has also worked with Adrian Lester from Hustle, an actor. Bomb, clues bomb, and he has worked with um, various models such, such as Tess Demos. Yeah, so the that's guy his catalog of so how many people he worked with. Well, the, 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 the list is is probably four Endless. or five times longer than that with iconic people in mm-hmm. the world of um, fashion, um, music, 
acting that you know as um Django is trying to um allude to. This guy is a legend, and um we had the 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 opportunity. We were fortunate enough to reach out to him and um interview him, you know, to find out um what inspired him to get into the world of tailoring, his thoughts and views on. Things in and around the fashion industry. And also, I was lucky enough to have a suit made up for myself by um by Gresham Blake and his tailors there in Brighton. So big up to the tailors in yeah. Brighton. Big hey, big you were looking dapper. You were looking dapper. That day was that day was epic. Amazing. Um, so um we learned a lot, you know, in terms of um how to conduct yourself in, in environments that could be stressful. And also we were kind of like looking at this whole thing about feel like an imposter because again, one of the biggest things when you start to move up this, this, this um, ladder, climb up this ladder for success or for career ladder, whatever the case may be is, you know, for every level you get up to, they're like, they're, they're new challenges. And sometimes we end up feeling like we're a fraud. We end up feeling like we don't belong in such an environment. And this is very common. We say at least 70% of people in every boardroom situation you know, feels like they shouldn't be there. So if you're in a room and you've got, say, 10 people around the table, you know, seven of them at least are trembling. They're hoping the mic doesn't come to them. They're hoping nobody asks them a question because quite really, quite quite frankly, you know, um, they feel like, oh my God, I'm a poster. How did I get here? There's many times I felt like that in my life whereby I'm talking to somebody, even the conversation had regression. You know, I was nervous to begin with. I was thinking, this is not even me. I was like having an out of body situation going on thinking, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, there's so many factors involved and do you know what, am I worthy to be here? Yeah. You know, um, so that was real for me. And I've been in that situation many, mm-hmm. many times. So sure. before we play you the interview, I thought, well, let's just explore this imposter syndrome, you know, and um, <laughs> what can we do? When we go through it, you know, I, I have some unique ways of dealing with my imposter syndrome, you know, um, and it comes, first of all, let's look at the physiology to feeling like an imposter. What happens? Right. Yeah. So when you're nervous, Jingo, describe how you are when you are nervous. Um, I'm, I'm sweating. Armpits, armpits, sweating everywhere, sweating. Um, and links can't save you when you're in that no. situation. When your links, links can't, can't save you, right? God can't save you. Extra I, dry I, is not saving. I've been using right God for for a whole very long time now. He's been working on me every time. But that that day, it wasn't working. Nothing. Yes. Not nothing. Nothing. So so the body's going to give you signs that that you're not quite comfortable in the situation that you're in. Yeah. So these so the physical signs are that you start to sweat. Yeah. Okay. And then what else has happened to your blood pressure? What's your blood pressure doing? 180 degrees. 180 degrees. So 180 you're, degrees. You start, you're starting to palpitate. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You might actually start feeling like you're going to have a heart attack. Yeah. This is what your body is trying to tell you that there's a problem, there's a problem. you know, and this happens when you're feeling that, you know, you've been put in an environment that you're not totally to. comfortable in. Yeah. Okay. This is like a new environment or it could be a normal environment, yeah. but it just riddles you with fear. Yeah. Okay. You feel like you're going to be exposed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the emperor has no clothes. That feeling, that feeling like, do you know mm-hmm. what? People can see me naked. They can see me naked. You know, yeah. a lot of people get like this when they're doing public speaking events. You know, grown men crying, grown women crying. You know, this is why I also recommend everybody go yeah. out to, who's challenged you, who has yeah. this cha- as a challenge. Yes. You know, the things you can do, you can join like the local Toastmasters club. And that way you can learn how to talk, project your voice and boost your confidence in those situations. Because it's real. 
You know, some people were telling me that they feel like the earth is going to swallow them up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they get their visuals, you know? So um, the yeah. body is telling you things. The body is now giving you direct feedback that it's about to brace itself for a crash. Like um, in that moment right there, obviously like I studied media and communications. Um, I thought in that type of environment, your skills will save you. But what I've learned from that is your confidence. Yeah. Confidence is everything. You know what I'm saying? Where's where where your skill fails and your talent fails, your confidence is your booster at all times. You understand? Because I felt I felt very I, I was anxiety was was off the roof, off the roof. Like literally, that was the first environment that I literally um I'm actually privileged to first of all, I'm re- I'm really privileged to meet Grisham Blake. And I'll say I'll say that off of off the top. Um I'm 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 grateful for the opportunity. But at that moment right there. I was like, raw, like this, this, this is crazy because at the end of the day, like I, I, I thought I knew what I was going to do, but like, yo, um, confidence. Yeah. Long story short, confidence is everything. Most Con- definitely. And you know what, like I said, if you, confidence is everything, Django, you're, you're bang on. And how do we get confident? You know, when your body is giving you a physical sign that there's a problem, how then do you get confident? And um, again, because I'm a, a mental health specialist, I can talk you through on this podcast what you do when you start to feel that, you know, you cannot cope and this is a situation you're out of your depth. The first thing is go back to basics. And what I mean by basics, right now I'm talking on this podcast across the airwaves, right? Dropping mic drop moments for you. So I'm going to drop one right now. Okay. Concentrate on your breathing. Right now, some of you got, yeah, some of you have these um, latest gadgets on your iPhone or whatever the case may be, and it suddenly beeps, tells you to breathe. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the hell? It's telling me to breathe. I'm breathing all the time. Mm-hmm. No, you're not breathing. You're just living. I'm talking about breathing. Take paying close attention. Take a conscious breath. And what I mean by a conscious breath, you know, when your body is starting to crush you and feel like, oh my God, panic attacks looming. Go back to basics, breathe, Mm -hmm. take time to take a conscious breath. That means inhale through the nose. Yeah. Yeah. And hold it. You know, inhale properly. You know, when you're inhaling properly, why? It's because your belly will expand. You know, you're you're there now breathing. I'm looking at Django now. He's he's thinking he's breathing. He ain't breathing. You know what I mean? He's not taking a conscious breath. You just, yep, that's yeah, it. That's not that's not the conscious breath. When you take three, you pass out. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> what what tends to happen, what tends to happen is when we're in those situations, our breathing gives rise to the fact that we got not get enough oxygen around our body. Then that leads on to panic attack situations because you're starving your body for oxygen. Okay. So remember you, your body's always looking for evidence. Your mind is always looking for evidence to support yeah. how it's feeling. Yeah. So for, so when you're having a panic attack mm-hmm. yeah, and you're actually now sweating, mm-hmm. that is evidence to say there's a problem yeah. because you're sweating. You know what I mean? When you can't even control your breathing, that's evidence to support you have a problem. Yeah. So what you need to do is go back to basics, breathe. In through the nose and, and to your belly, yeah. to your belly expands. Yeah. If your belly is not expanding, you're failing. Yes, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're not doing it right. You know yeah. what I mean? So a lot of people take time, you know, you have to practice this. So if you take three deep breaths like mm-hmm. that, you know, conscious breaths, that will slowly start to lower your um, anxiety levels. Yeah, Douglas, you're, you're right. Breathing down. really helps in terms of actually, first of all, it helps you to think clearly. Once you breathe in your belly and exhale, 
you think better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when you're just having a panic attack, anxiety everywhere, listen, it's just all fogginess. You know what I'm saying? All fogginess in your mind. You know what I'm saying? You can't even think. Yeah. So yeah, you're right about the breathing. The, the breathing is, is a very um, important aspect. Correct. And it's, yeah. a, it's a control thing. It's a control thing well. Because bear in mind, people who suffer from imposter syndrome, mm. they... It's, they think they're not in control of the situation. Other people have taken control. Sure. So for example, if you're on that stage about to perform and you start thinking that your crowd don't like you, well, guess what? You're going to start behaving like they don't like you. Mm. You're not in control. Mm. But the reality of the situation is they bought tickets to see you. Yeah, this is no more celebrities. Many of them, many of them which I follow, Mm. suffer from this fraud um, this this anxiety inducing condition where they feel like a fraud a lot of them have but then when you see them on stage and up and down doing their bits and pieces you're thinking wow but five ten minutes before this show they might have been vomiting in the toilets yeah, yeah? huddled around the corner of the manager of the dancers everything trying to just motivate them pump them up this is why you see them do the chanting their group hugs, their prayers before they hit the stage is to pump them up. Yeah. You need that sometimes, okay? The reality of the situation is very, very important. So when you're having the panic attack, doing something to boost your confidence first starts with doing something that you can do, mm. that you know you can do. And breathing is something that you know you can do. Comes if, natural. Yeah, yeah. If you try, natural talent. Yeah, exactly. So if you try something complicated, like, do you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the first speech verbatim. And you don't do it. What's going to happen to your to your mood, to, you, to your confidence? It's going to go down. It's going to go down. So exactly. So you go right to basics. You start start off your breathing. So um, and also what what tends to happen for a lot of people is they don't talk about how they feel. Yeah. They don't share those experiences. So you think that it's just you, yeah. one who's feeling like that. Sometimes I've even seen some comics do this. Sometimes where they share their anxiety to the audience. Yeah. In fact, they make fun of themselves. Yeah. Like they'll come and say, I know I'm fat. Mm. I know I'm ugly. Because that way of, of, of teasing oneself in the audience mm -hmm. lowers your anxiety because what more can they say about you when you really know the truth yeah. about yourself? Yes, you're fat. Yes, you're overweight, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So these things lower your fear levels as well. For sure, for sure. Yeah, so um, so with Gresham Blake, yeah. you know, we, we always go off at a tangent here, but we'd like to give you little jewels as as you go along that can help you. So we had this we had this um day out with Gresham Blake where you have to get yourself suited and fitted. And like I was saying, suited and booted. Like I said, yeah, he was dropping a lot of jewels. And one thing I've realized as well is the people that you think are so high up, you know, when you speak to them, normal people, they're just normal people. There you Individuals, go. I listen the way when 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 Christian Blake came into the scene, I was shaking. I was like, "This guy is probably a robot." This guy, when he speaks, the ground shakes. This guy is a normal Cockney man. Exactly, he's one of the homies. Basically, <laughs> he he was speaking to me like he's. Like, I'm one of his homies. He, he made me feel at home. Type exactly. of exactly. He yeah. he kept it so real. He kept it real, and, and that, real. that that allowed us to have a beautiful day, you know. And this is what it's like. Also, when you wear a suit, as yeah. it was, you know what the whole thing about the suit is not for us to present ourselves as um, higher than anybody yeah. else. It's not about that because as we're reaching out to all you guys on on the airwaves. We're all coming from different backgrounds, right? And everything yeah. that we wear is significant to the culture 
culture that we want other people to know that we're part of because yeah. we're all signaling, mm-hmm. right? When you step outside, you are signaling, whether yeah. or not you like it or not, because that's how we are as human beings. You might be signaling, don't talk to me because I've got, got a man already. You might mm-hmm. be signaling, do talk to me if you like grime music. Yeah. Or do talk to me if you like punk, rock, etc. By the yeah. by regalia, the yeah. way that we dress, the way we um, conduct ourselves, the way we walk, the way we talk, all yeah. these things are sending signals. So yeah. when we are wearing suits, particularly for anyone that's aspiring for great things, when I've delivered many presentations and I've done hundreds of them now, um, when I've worn something that I know I got that literally off the peg, our number three, whatever it case be, whatever, I don't feel myself. I don't feel myself. And funny enough, the the um the clothing I have that I've had for the longest period of time yeah. that I've kind of like grown into, that kind of like smoothed around me, they're the ones I feel more comfortable in. Um, so if you look, no matter how many pairs of jeans you have, you know, the theory goes, you only wear three. Yeah. Is that true? Um, I only got like, I, I got three. So, yeah. <laughs> so, but I get what you're trying to say. The, the, I, I love my, my blue jeans cause I feel like I had so many experiences in them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Experiences. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. so yeah. I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. We've got, we, we, we have, no matter how much, no matter, look, Again, no matter how many, no matter how many dining rooms you have, yeah. you have one stomach. Yeah. You can only eat one meal in one room. Yeah. Okay. So no matter how many clothes you have, you can only wear one set, <laughs> one at, set. at a time. So we shouldn't be worrying about too much about um having quantity. It's about quality. So when you feel like a fraud, start taking a look at what you're wearing. You know, sometimes when I've again delivered a presentation and my shirt's too tight because I, I figured that, you know what, it's fashion to wear something fitted and ultra tight. But the funny thing is when you raise your arm, you don't feel confident because you're thinking it's, it's not, gonna, it's it's not gonna right, rip working. right now. Exactly. It's going to rip or people are going to see perspiration or something like that. Yeah. So this is why it's very, very important to get yourself measured up. Know your dimensions. Actually, yeah. it's about reality. And knowing your dimensions is goes far on far and beyond mm. just clothes. You know, if someone was to ask you right now the dimensions of your room, your bedroom, could you tell them? Um, would I? Uh, dimensions. Yeah, the dimensions. Uh, what do you mean by that dimension? No, I mean the, the dimensions, like, you know, width, length. Uh, of off the top, ah uh, man, uh, no, no, I, I wouldn't say that. Your, I don't know why. I, I don't know why I procrastinate about that. No, I wouldn't. Your house? <laughs> Hell no, nah, I, I don't know. Okay, your your physical frame, body. Nah, these nah. are these are some of the hidden things that come out when you're buying your suit. You end up yeah. knowing your actual neck size, really, your neck size, your Whoa. waist, your inside leg. All these things come out. Hey, do, <laughs> hey, mic drop, mic drop, mic drop, mic drop, mic drop. He's out here preaching. Oh, I, I see you. I see you. All right. All these things come out. Uh. And then then with that knowledge, it allows you to do something. You know, so even if it means you're going to have to work to lose some of the, the puppy fat around your belly or whatever the case may be, 
once you got that evidence, you can move towards the end. The Gresham Blake Taylors, I must say this, I must say this out loud, are some of the best in this on this planet because okay. they will make yeah. you feel super confident. And they talk to you think they talk to you about life. Yeah. You know, as you're getting measured up, that whole experience, you know, of, of standing there. Getting yourself measured, having dialogue, knowing that you're choosing a piece of material mm-hmm. that is aligned to how you want it to be. Yeah. How it looks, how it feels on your skin. Yeah. You will never say to yourself when you're on stage, when you're in that job interview, mm-hmm. um, when you're about to do a best man speech, when you're giving away your daughter, that yeah. you feel like a fraud wearing those outfits. But best believe if you are wearing something that you know was designed for a mannequin, mm-hmm. a lifeless object, yeah? Yeah. These things can compound the feeling of being a fraud. Yeah, okay? man. Yeah. Nah, they're, 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 um, they're the best tailors in, in the game. They're the best tailors in the game. Like, they don't take the, the job very... Uh, they don't they don't take the job... Um, they take their jobs very seriously, I, I was meant to say. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and then also in terms of... Um, if you're a perfectionist, you're a perfectionist, you are prone to suffering more than probably anybody else feeling like an imposter because you put yourself in a situation whereby you know all the time something. Yeah. And half the time is you don't. Nobody really knows where they're going. Nobody really, really knows what they're doing. We're all kind of winging it on, on some sort of level. Yeah. But if you're a perfectionist and everything has to be aligned, the sun, the moon, the stars have to be in line before you even wake up and go out go leave the house, you've got a problem. You're always going to feel like a fraud. you never get started, okay? This is where if you know in your wardrobe you have your suit, and I use it like a superhero suit. When I wear my Gresham Blake suit, yes. I know it's over. I know it's curtains because <laughs> I find oh. my voice. I yeah. find my voice. It's, it's there. It's, it always is there. But when I'm wearing it, it's like Clark Kent Superman. You feel that Superman? Yeah, I expose, I expose <laughs> the core. My uh, core is being exposed. Uh. And do you know what? When, when people come, um, give you compliments in terms of what you're wearing, yeah. That also is good. I know I've got an issue with accepting compliments, yeah. but that's my own journey. He really does. He really does. I'm telling you, he really does. That's my own journey. That's my own journey. I need to learn to accept yeah. compliments. Yeah. But, but for real, wearing something that can protect you, mm-hmm. you, know, or you or you feel can protect you from your darker thoughts, should I say? Oh, okay. Those thoughts of doubt. Okay, and deeper. You know, when your thoughts of doubt, yeah. take a look at what you're wearing because everybody wears uniform. Mm-hmm. The priest is wearing uniform. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. The, the gangs on road, they're, they're wearing, wearing uniform. uniforms. Yeah. yeah. The girls that you want to approach, they're, they're wearing, wearing uniform. Some type of uniform. The girls that don't want you to approach them are yeah. wearing uniforms. uniforms. <laughs> the guys that also want <laughs> you to approach go on. Let me get they're go wearing on. uniform. We're all wearing uniform. Yeah. There's no such thing as wake, I'm waking up and going out looking yeah. like a nomad. Yeah. No. Those days are over. Everything that we do is hand-selected. Even the geeks yeah. with beards that congregate on Silicon Valley. Yeah. You know, the Bill Gates type. You know what I mean? They yeah. have uniform. And their uniform is jeans. Yeah. T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And trainers. Trainers, yeah. But it's still uniform. It's still uniform. Because in their world, if you wear a suit, it gives an opposite impression. Opposite impression. So, so basically, your what you wear describes who you are. Yeah. What you exactly. wear describes who you are. You understand? Yeah. So, but let, let me just say this, yeah. That that day you were looking dapper, my guy. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You look much. really my good, God. man. 
that navy blue suit, that 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 navy blue. Navy blue, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You That's look it. very good, man. Thank you very much. Hey, that, that and the hair was amazing. <laughs> I hey. Look, I look like I was electrocuted in that video, but it's yeah. all good. It's all it's good. All good. <laughs> look, you see, you see, he's not really good compliments, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying his hair was looking good out here, you know what I'm saying? And he, feel, and he says like, he looked like he was electric, electrified or something like that. Wow, wow, the, wow. The last piece of wisdom that or, 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 or might drop, that we're mm. going to drop on you in terms of, um, you know, getting over this fraudulent um, syndrome is mm-hmm. some people say, fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Do you subscribe to that view out there? If you do, you know, reach out to us and tell, tell us why. Oh, fake it till you make it. Do you do, what do you, what do you think? Jango? I, I don't fake, fake it till you make it. I can't. Mm? For my own character, I, I can't fake it till I make it. Why? Understand? Because at the end of the day, um, if, if like, I can't fake a, a character, I can't, I can't fake. I just can't, I just can't. Have you ever come back from work? Yeah. Exhausted? Yeah. And your partner asks you, why are you so tired? Yeah. And you don't know what to say. And then I fake it. But I get what you're saying. I get, I get what you're saying. But like, okay, let's put a scenario. Let's, let's put a scenario. Like, for example, um, I studied to be a doctor. And I'm in a, and I'm in a law. Yeah. I want to, I want to study law for man. And now, I'm looking for a job in a law firm. Yeah. I can't fake that. You understand? I, I, I can't fake that because it's not part of my character. I haven't, I ain't got no extensive knowledge about it. You understand? Oh, sure. So in my, in my opinion, yeah, just be who you are and then people will just obviously like be drawn to your character, to your, to your personality. You understand? Mm. So for me, I, I, I don't, I don't believe in, in fake it till yeah. you make it. But it works, in, it works to some people. You know what I'm saying? Kudos to that. If you fake it, you know what I'm saying? With the shepies and all this stuff and you're rapping, all this, I got this money, I got all this, I got this. And then you make it and then you get that money. Good on you. You know what I'm saying? But that, that's the interesting point. That's yeah. the point. So when you're at home, do you feel the same as you are when you're at work? No, it's a different environment. Why is that? It's Why? Diff- different environment. Aren't you not the same at work? Um, as you are at home? <laughs> or are you faking it at work? Say that again, say that again, say that again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, say that again, say that again. Are you faking it at work? Basically what I'm saying to you. Okay, I have, sometimes I fake it. So, sometimes I fake it because I need that paycheck. <laughs> I need that paycheck. I, I get what you're trying to say. I get what you're trying to say. You feel me? Uh, yeah. boss, boss is asking me how you feeling today. I'm feeling good, sir. I'm feeling good, master. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get what you're trying to say. I hear you. So, yeah, so. So, so again, so <laughs> we, we know there's a different difference between how we are when we're in at home mm-hmm. to how we are at work. Sure. What I'm trying to get at here is trying to debunk this whole fake it till you make it scenario. Because the thing about faking it is you know you're lying to yourself. Okay. True. And that does nothing to boost your confidence moving forward. Okay. That actually supports this feeling of being a fraud because your inner self knows your true self. Okay. Right. So, so, so what we're looking at here is not to get in a state whereby we're faking it till we make it. Mm. We live in it till we become it. Yeah. We live it till we become it. So wearing that suit will make you, will prepare you for the success that you are put, striving for in your life. Mm. Okay. So instead of, instead of saying to yourself, you're helpless, you cannot control your environment. You can't even control your breathing. Start with the very basics, the breathing, and also rock yourself a decent suit that is made to measure. And as Gresham Blake said in, in the video, if you can't afford a tailor-made suit, what I suggest you do is get a suit altered and tailored 
to meet your exact dimensions okay so no longer faking it till you make it we're all about living it till we become it thank you very much you are so much more Make life boom. So now we've got the um the video we're gonna play you from Gresham Blake. Hi everybody, it's Douglas Simon DJ for the 140rule.com. I am blessed I got the man himself, the man, the founder behind Gresham Blake tailoring. Gresham Blake, how you Hello, doing? I'm all right, man. You're yeah, right. Yeah, I'm cool. yeah, yeah, right. Okay. So we're out here, we're about to do a video shoot. Yeah. We're gonna bring in the car, we're gonna okay. bring in the dog, everything is custom. So Quick question, what got you into tailoring in the first place? I, I, my mum my mom had taught me to sew when I was a kid because mm. I always wanted like really slim trousers and in the 70s they weren't that slim. Yeah. So she made me do it myself, a bit of a feminist. So, yeah. so I learned how to sew and I was quite good at geometry at school. Mm. But what? But I never didn't know what to do with it. I was like, I, I, I was a bit lost probably from the age of about 18 to 25. I was like... As we all as yeah, all yeah, that yeah, age. It's the most difficult thing to know what different. to do in your life is to know what to do yeah. with it. Yeah. Exactly, you've <laughs> got life. Yeah, yeah. And what do you do with it? Yeah, and I've got, you know, and I've got my girlfriend sorted, yeah. so that got rid of that yeah, problem. Yeah. And then uh, I, it was just that thing I wanted to, I, used to, I was well into the rave scene and that, and it was all a bit hoodies, wasn't it? And a bit yeah. like, yeah. I thought I just wanted to smarten up. And I went out and I just couldn't find anything that I wanted to wear. Like, every suit was blue, you know, very navy or grey, exactly. and I just wanted something really unique to myself. So um, I thought, do you know what, I'll just go and do a fashion degree. So I did an art foundation. And uh, I was thinking about, do- I was doing sculpture, but I didn't think I'd make any money out of that. And I thought, well, I might out of fashion. But you just go for people. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. And I, and, uh, so I thought, well, it's still 3D. And uh, so, uh, so I was then I, I did quite well my art foundation and I got and did a degree in fashion writing at university. And then in my first year, I, I, or I was already found this, this uh, tailor called John Hume who started to show me how to properly tailor. I could pattern cut and sew, yeah. so I was confident. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I could, you know, and I'd say to anyone watching or anyone listening who wants, who wants to know how to start getting into stuff, just, just get a bit of cloth, fold it in half, draw squiggles on it and follow it with a sewing machine. Just get used to using well, the machine. Well, that's the practical advice to yeah. making a suit. Just start by doing Cause something. Because if you're not confident yeah. with your tool, how yeah. are you going to do anything precise afterwards? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's like it, like it with anything. So anyway, yeah, and um, I, 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 as, as I, you know, I, I found Taylor quite easy. And what I liked about it is it's not scary because if you sew in a nice cloth lace, if you sew it wrong, you can unpick it and re-sew it and get it right so you're not... Not messing up the cloth. Question. I'm gonna ask question another question very quickly again. What are your fashion hates? You know, when you're talking about tailoring a suit, what 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 um are the do nots? <laughs> what shouldn't you? Do? I'm not a very do not person. Okay. But I really think that people should wear what they want to wear. You know, and uh, I, I, people always say you shouldn't wear suits and trainers. I quite like suits and trainers, but not when you see a guy wearing suit and trainers, and, you, and then he's got a bag over, and you know he's got his work shoes in it. Okay, Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, be you know, authentic. He should be able to wear yeah. his trainers all through the day as yeah, well, and he yeah. might buy a better pair of trainers sure. to go with his suit. Sure. So I think sure. people should be able to sort of wear and do do what they want, really. Sure. I quite like t-shirts with suits now. 
you know, I, I think people should push the boundaries yeah. and do do what they want to do. Yeah. Is it very much seen as a male-dominated thing to get a suit? I know in your in your store, you can do, you do women's suits as well. Yeah, but I, it, are women so flooding to your store to get? Well, their, their I've got two stuff? lady tailoresses in the London store, and they do really well. Yeah, I mean, obviously, guys like to be told by a lady they look nice. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. Yeah. You know, you can't get away from that. But I think I think more ladies are having suits made for them. I think there's you know prices are probably a bit more better than they used used to be. Um, and yeah, I, I think more ladies are having suits made. Um, but it's still a male orientated domain, you know. But uh, I, but when I started, probably 99% of my customers were male. It's probably. 65, 35 now. So it's taken 20 years for that change. Wow, wow, it's a celebration. Yeah. It's the but 20th anniversary. A lot of ladies just don't know you can walk into a tailor's and have a suit made. Yeah. And, and, and they're more difficult, they're much more difficult to make for, to be honest. Not not because of the ladies, because of the shapes. Sure. We tend to be tall, thin, do you know Slightly what I mean? Flat, short, <laughs> do you know what I mean? We all a bit of that. Do you know, but the ladies have a lot more variety in sure. so it's, it's a, a diff, more difficult suit to make, but. You know. And also about for, for young people aspiring to be leaders, future leaders, you know, when you get the tailoring process, where you go, you get yourself measured up, you know, your confidence starts to to just skyrocket. Do you know what? My I, first fitting. I, yeah, I, had a, I had a guy that came in once. He's in a, a quite a big 70s rock band. Yeah. And he put his suit on like that and he said, that's better than any line I've ever done. And he felt so much better wow. and he had to have no artificial rubbish in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because wow. that doesn't make you feel more confident. Yeah. People think it does, but it doesn't because that yeah. shit destroys you, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. think, you know, only anyone should, should know that. Yeah. Um, but a suit, it's that you can put on, it's healthy. And I find that people put them on and then, then they're suddenly standing like that. Yeah. They've got their shoulders back a bit. Do you know what I mean? And they're like, they're feeling, <laughs> they've got a bit of pride about themselves. And yeah. that, that gives them that little edge above someone else. Because exactly. let's face it, so you only have to be a little bit better than the average. Exactly. And that's, then you're there, aren't that's you? That's it, boom, that's it. Any competitive advantage you need to go out for, get yourself a custom suit, not just for weddings, for misfits and funerals, okay? And then, and then if, it, if it's a, you know, if it, if it seems a bit, you know, out of your price bracket or something, find a suit that fits you as good as possible and then go into an alterations tailor and just get them to adjust it a little bit. Yeah. You know, because you might just take in the waist half inch or tiny little bits. You don't have to buy an expensive suit. Spend a little bit getting it adjusted to fit you and you'll just feel that much better. Excellent. So. Excellent advice on Gretchen. Nice Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Look nice forward one. to the shoot. Watch it, guys. We out. You are so much more. MikeDropClub.com Make life boom. I hope you guys found that interview with Gretchen Blake enlightening. For us, it was most definitely a momentous occasion. And wow. um wow, amazing. There were so many Jews, so many, mm-hmm. so many bombs were dropped on, on that conversation. I just didn't want to dis- disrupt his flow. So I let him let him continue to wax lyrical. Do his thing, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's most definitely so. For me, the big take home here there is individualism. Mm-hmm. You know, Gresham Blake is a, was a keen, keen person behind one of his keen attributes is to make sure people 
feel like their most authentic self, yeah. you know, whether or not you're wearing a t-shirt with a suit, whether or not you want to wear platforms with a suit, as long as that's you and you're bringing your most authentic self to any situation, then it's all good. It's, it's not a type of person that supports a fake it till you, you make it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to live it till you become Be authentic till you make it. Yeah, step out. Once that's you're out there, step out with your true colours. Yeah. Wear, wear a flag that represents you. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. For, so for me, you know, I, I, I was deeply touched. Um, we have to thank Gresham Blake, all the staff, Martin, Luke, and all the staff in Brighton and London who helped us with the, the video shoot, the photography. Appreciate off. it. The photography was off the chain. And um, yeah, and I, I, I continue to wear my Gresham Blake suit. Life-changing moment. Yeah, most definitely, <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. So you guys, you know, be safe out there. You know, keep looking for your own mic drop moments and, you know, reach out to us via our podcast feed. You know, it's not just about waiting for famous people to come out with these historical lines. You know, you're living your truth. So whatever has inspired you that week, reach out, you know, it's your mic drop moment, whether it's something painful that you've realized that, oh my God, now I've got this reality check. I need to improve. You know, my eyes have been open to this, this situation. You know, that's a mic drop moment. Share it with us. We'll discuss it on air. Okay. Jingo. Ah, uh, Jinx TV on the way. Uh, so basically I just want to learn, I just want to talk to you about the attributes that Christian Blake has learned on his way and some, um, just information, like just background information about him. So attributes he has learned. He studied fa- fashion at the University of Brighton. Now this man basically shows that he shows he shows that education is a significant thing on the way of learning your craft. And a big up to him that clues bomb, clues bomb, mic drop, mic drop, mic drop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get your education, get your education. Still, um, his mother taught him how to sew at a very young age. This skill inspired and led him to tailor suits. You know and I'm saying it started, it basically, this, basically that this, this skill basically made him um, just learn more things and also start his 20 year career, basically. Yeah, it's, a, it's a combination of not only um, academia, okay? Yeah. The, the most successful people learn on their own time. So he was taught by his mother. So there's a lot of learning that was outside of the university environment. So anyone out there that has a passion they want to pursue, it's not just going to university and coming out of a degree. Degree doesn't really mean nothing in this day and age. Okay, it's what are you doing outside of the classroom? Yeah. Yeah? This is where you start now being passionate and um, working towards your goal more effectively. If you're limited by what what somebody's going to teach you, you know, you're going to have a very blinkered view on whatever it is that you want to pursue. Okay. Yeah. So you guys be safe. And um, yeah, just basically like um, another, another, another point here, what um, basically like Grisham Blake, Grisham Blake broke norms and cultural barriers. He influenced and made the inner city youth feel comfortable wearing suits and trainers. I am a product of that. And um, I thank you, Grisham Blake for inspiring me. First of all, I never, I never wanted to wear suits anyways, but when I saw you with them nice little trainers right there, I was like, yo, let me, let me try this suit out. Um, yeah, that's, that's all really. Um, yeah. Be safe out there. We catch you on this side. One. Thank you for listening. 
Don't forget to check out MikeDropClub.com and get the show notes and useful links. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't just live life. Make life boom. Boom.